Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. We're recapping the Monday night football game, also diving into some buy low, sell high players as Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Pizzapia here on this Tuesday. Sean Guastamacchia is producing the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Craig Bish at Joe Pizzapia 17. we got a lot to get to on the show. Some buy low, sell high. Of course, it is a Tuesday, so it's a Florida Man Tuesday day as we get to take a one-day breather from football after last night's uh, Monday night football game. And uh, good news for me, Joe, was after two-plus uh, two quarters, I called it a night from <laughs> Monday night football. It was you know, the downside to it is it's a bad game. The good the good thing for me is after watching as much as I do on Saturday and Sunday, and we're not going to get any better next Monday, by the way, but these games are just absolute duds on Monday night, and we experienced that again last night. So good uh, good afternoon to you. Yeah, well, not only did you call it a night, but I think the Redskins called it a night, too. So everybody just was like, hey, you know what? It's getting late. Let's just, uh, let's just throw in the towel. But uh, I love watching the Bears play defense. I love watching Khalil Mack. Uh, just to watch him on every snap rush the quarterback is an incredible thing. The havoc he creates. And when he got dealt last year from the Oakland Raiders over to the Bears, I just got scratching my head like, man, if you're rebuilding a team, how in the hell do you want, want to rebuild a defense around Khalil Mack? Like, I, understand, I understand if the guy was older and stuff like that, but he's not that old. <laughs> you know, I, I just did not understand that whatsoever. And it's a win for the Bears, a big win, a much needed win, a better effort from Trubisky. Uh, I always say with Mitchell Trubisky, whenever he is a little bit moving in space, I always felt like when you watch some of the footage of him in college, it seemed like he was better when he was moving and rolling out during the football than just sitting in the pocket. He was also a little quicker on some of the release. But at the same time, I don't know how much we can take out of this, Craig, because it was the Redskins defense and they were dreadful again. He's given up 30 points every single game so far. Um, so forget, don't tell me how good Allen is and Norman is and all these guys because they just keep collapsing every chance. So uh, for you, when you watch this game, do you take away that this was a positive tri- for Trubisky no matter what? Or do you think this is just more of an indictment of the Redskins than a Trubisky turnaround? Under 15 carries for Montgomery. That's all you want to talk about? Uh, un- under <laughs> under one touchdown for Montgomery. Uh-huh. And over 60 yards. Uh, but he I, had some PPR it, love, too. He, it's he full, had, it's, he full, had it's full panic mode. It's full panic mode. It's full. Okay. I'm not in panic mode because for me, this was like, again, he had double digit PPR. He threw the touchdown in there. What are the chances that one guy scores all three touchdowns for a team? How often does that happen? Full panic mode on David. <laughs> I love your commitment. If you, own, if you own David Montgomery, you're not three and zero in fantasy football. There's no chance. There's none. I mean, this this was a guy that you needed for upside that you took 
in the fourth round. It's uh, it's a bust of a pick after three weeks. It looked bad. It does not look like it's going to get better. I would say that there's a good chance that it will, and you'll be done by the time that you get to that point. And that's it's uh, it's really sad. It's not what I thought was going to happen going into the season. This was the absolute perfect opportunity when you're up four touchdowns to run the guy, and you're still and you're giving ca- carries to Corderell Patterson. Like I'm just I'm really um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really down on him, and um, and it, and it looks like it, it it looks like the breakout will come. I look, he's the he's the better running back there. He still averaged yeah. five yards a carry. It's but September it's too. too. But it, it's too late in November. It is too no, late in November. You're done at that point. You do not draft David Montgomery right now, and you're three and zero. You don't have a team that you have David Montgomery in your three and zero. I don't have a I don't have a David Montgomery team. I'm zero three either. It's right. September, but you need him at some point to do well. Yes, you do. Well, you also need the offense to score some points. At least that's not the offense. This is fantasy freaking football. If if you have David Montgomery, you did not do well. The pick does not look good for anybody who took him. I don't care what Matt Nagy does or not. It's a failure. At through well, three weeks, it's a failure. That's it. For, I, I would agree with. I, I'll give you for three weeks. It's it's a it's a failure. Then I'll give you, but failure. I'm not going to give you. You said you don't like hot take radio, and here we are. It's September, and you're hot taking David Montgomery. Now you're it's not going to be the season. It's three, three weeks. weeks. It's, so it's, it's twenty percent of the fantasy season. He's done zero. You can't even start this guy. I don't know. A dozen PPR points is your RB two is not a terrible week from your second running back. Sorry, it's just not. It's just not in full PPR. It's not. I don't know. You can laugh all you want. Not Speaking good. of failures, Case Keenum. Uh, I don't know, but it's. It, I know it's the Bears' defense, so they make everybody look bad. But I know they got the Giants next week. Then after that, they have the Patriots. So are we thinking week six? We see Haskins against the Dolphins. Seems like the perfect time to throw him out there. Maybe, don't you think? Maybe so. I mean, look, fantasy wise, he was fine. I mean, he, he. I mean, what there was a point last night, by the way, that I was losing so many points with him at quarterback that I was almost going to get knocked out of that league because of him. And then I was in the negative. Mm. He had negative three at like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, oh my god. Is Haskins on your waiver wire? Yeah, I had him and cut him. No, okay. Well, it might be time to pick him up again. <laughs> Pretty soon. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. I think. I think Washington's terrible. I think Washington's horrible. That's why I'm so annoyed. Like I just like that. If if uh, and going back to Montgomery, if if he is not going to get heavy volume in that scenario, that that's a major red flag for me. Like that was. That I think was it's a, a red flag. I think it's September, and they're they are literally putting a cap on him. It's funny because to me, there's no difference than the same thing of you drafting a pitcher and having high expectations for a, a good young pitcher in April, and he's throwing. Well, it's very Chris Paddock like. You're like, oh my god, he's only throwing 85, 90 pitches. Why is he out of this game? It's killing my fantasy oh, team. Oh, Paddock really was dominant from day one. Yes, but dominant. he was. Yeah, but the problem is he's not getting your W's because he's not going necessarily through the fifth inning sometimes, or he's not getting your W's because he turns it over to the bullpen so early, or he's not getting quality starts. So depending on the format again you're playing in, I think it's a little relative. But as the season goes on for a young pitcher and you start to understand hey it's april we're gonna make sure we manage him this is april in terms of football september is the same thing if this is going on in october i will i will be with you i will light everything on fire with you i think he's being efficient with what he's been given i think they're capping what he's been given to try to hold him up because they have expectations to play in january and i don't see why they wouldn't have expectations with that defense to play in january so montgomery has been a disappointment i would not call him a failure yet as we sit here at the end of september yet yeah, and, and your comparison to Paddock you can make is fine, but your comparison to April is incorrect because in the fantasy football season, this is no longer April. It's mid-May based on percentages as to how you play out the season from April to September. I mean, you only play a 13-game regular season. You can't count playoffs for what David Montgomery is going to do. you got to get to the playoffs. In the regular season, which is the regular season of Major League Baseball in the same format, if, if that's what we're talking about, maybe it's head-to-head. It's a little different because then September starts that. But, I mean, we're in May then. I mean, we're in mid-May. And if you were in mid-May with Chris Paddock and he hadn't won a game, You'd be very nervous right now. And and look, I um look, I mean, it's not about hot take. It's about the, the stats and it's about the numbers. And through three weeks, he has has not been startable, with the exception of last night, where in an absolute perfect bleeping scenario, up a million points, they're not giving him the ball. And not giving him the ball in the goal line, by the way, either. 
Not giving him the goal line, by the way, either. Like, why? Like, I, I don't know. So, li- listen, and that's fine. You know, things don't always work out that way. I love Carson going into the season. He's been a bust, too. And uh, and there is a pretty good chance that even though in the leagues that I'm in, uh, one, I'm one and two, one, I'm two and one. And um, in my contract league, I'm 500. Guillotine league, I'm still alive. That's it. And the best ball, I'm done. I had Antonio Brown first. That's over. But uh, in, in these leagues that I'm playing in, uh, a lot of them are Montgomery Carson, and that's and that's just going to be and, well, and Montgomery uh, Carson's killing you because of the fumbles. But the good news is with that, P. Carroll came out yesterday and gave him a vote of confidence, which honestly he didn't have to do. But I thought that was a very good sign. Now I don't know how much I trust it deep down, yeah, but I thought zero percent. Yeah, zero percent. Yeah, zero trust. Like you trusted Lafleur zero percent about Jamal Williams, and then Jamal Williams outtouched. I don't. I don't. I don't trust anything the coaches say. That's that's what he's got to do. And and Carroll did the right thing, but it means nothing. And if Penny is healthy. Um, Carson's guy. I think Carson will get one more full shot at it. I don't. I don't think that he's going to sit. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm worried on all accounts. And and, and look, uh, last year I, I was very high on Alex Collins. He was a complete bust too, and uh, ruined a lot of my fantasy season. So we'll see. Uh, I, I don't feel terrible about it, and I do think Montgomery will come alive. I okay, I got a question for you. Do you think uh, you would say James Conner's been a bust, right? Oh yeah. Okay, but you got to still keep rolling him out there, right? Yeah, but he's done because the quarterback situation. Okay. Is good. Uh, would you Would you say that uh, you've been pleased with what you've gotten out of? Joe Mixon this year so far? Uh, based on the overall numbers, yes, because at least he scored some touchdowns. I mean, okay. it, it uh, hasn't Joe been Mixon, a total disaster. Joe Mixon has less points than David Montgomery in PPR for the year. Well, at least he scored some touchdowns. At least that there's so what? Time. I don't care how they come. I mean, points are points. How they come is how all they right, come. So, so, then, so then Mixon's been a bust, too? I'm just saying, James White, who I think we all agree is a guy you run oh, out of. He, 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 he didn't play. He didn't play, he didn't play this week. week. I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to give perspective of where we're at with RB2, which is it's a cluster, and at least Montgomery in the deeper stats is showing good deeper stats he's showing good run after contact he's showing a lot of the things that you want that will uh, again i'll try to make a baseball analogy for some of the listeners out there too who i know follow you for baseball when you look at you know fielder independent pitching and you say well you know the guy's got a four era but he seems to be pitching much better and then you go dig deeper and you go oh, okay well there's a lot of things here where stuff's going to start to work for him i mean frank gore and david montgomery basically have the same amount of points this year five more points for frank gore that's it five more right, carry on right. johnson has we'll, just we'll six continue we'll continue points. the conversation we're running a little yeah. bit over coming up next we've got the opening drive don't go away more fantasy sports today after this Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060 That's 800-804-7060 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? 
Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Benny pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back Fantasy Sports Today We continue our conversation Coming off the Monday Night Football Debacle for the Washington Redskins, and we get into some more of the hot topics that are going on now in fantasy and reality, and we continue that conversation. As we left the show yesterday, it was a little bit unclear, and now it is perfectly clear as we start off on first down that Kyle Allen for the Carolina Panthers will get another start. So here we go, Joe. Uh, the, the head coach, Ron Rivera, says that when Newton, Newton is healthy, he's the guy. So we'll see if that is indeed the case. But what if Kyle Allen wins another game this week? Then I think you have a real controversy on your hands. As of right now, this is actually one of those topics that I do believe, because it is Cam Newton. It's a little bit different. He's a historical-type quarterback. He's had a great career. Uh, but if Kyle Allen wins again, I don't know. What do the Panthers do at that point? It's, it definitely becomes tricky. It, the first part is it's given birth to my favorite meme or joke or whatever it is of of the season that will probably ever happen, which is that cute little kid in that old commercial for Play 60 with Cam Newton where he's like, yeah, am I going to take your job and I'm going to be uh, your, your mom's favorite quarterback, all that stuff. I was the funniest thing ever. I love that. And now it's floating around that that's what Kyle Allen grew up to be. And you're probably right. It's going to be an almost an impossible task for him to go into Houston and win that game and then really create this controversy because Cam Newton's got all the money invested in him. So from that perspective, it's very difficult for the organization to do not just insert him back. So yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, it would be a good story. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton guy, but I think we all have to step back and realize the reality of the situation, which is Cam Newton's the quarterback of this team. And unless he is injured or unless the play really starts to drop off, and I guess that's the, the question is, how bad does Cam Newton have to be when he gets this job back for everybody to start chirping about Kyle Allen? Should Kyle Allen come out of his starts 2-0? and I, I find it hard to believe that they would bench him, but... But you're right. The money does make it prohibitive. And that's what happens in sports. That gets in the way. At the very least, what I think is that if Allen somehow goes to Houston and wins, I think the leash on Newton becomes extremely short. And I think that could be the scenario that would play out. But it's probably the hardest scenario for Allen. Uh, I am not in on Houston at all. But I can't deny that this is a game that the Texans will be heavily favored and heavily favored to win. So we'll certainly see what happens if Allen plays well. Second down, uh, we talked about this in the opening, a vote of confidence from Pete Carroll on Chris Carson. Uh, as somebody who is uh, invested in Carson, this is something that I want to believe, but I really don't because 
I mean, this is Carroll's the most players coach that there's ever been, maybe in the history of the NFL. Carson has had some fumbling issues. Joe, I do think he gets one more crack at this thing, but I, I think that one more fumble and it's over for him. I, I think you're right. And I think, yeah, it's great. This is what you're supposed to do. Psychologically, you go out there and you defend your players and you say, hey, this is the guy. And if we're going to win or lose, it's going to be on this guy. And that's awesome. And if maybe, just maybe, that suppresses Rashad Penny's free agent value in leagues by a couple dollars, that's even better. Because I think there's no way you're not picking this guy up for insurance if he hasn't been picked up already. Chances are he was after last week, but then he was inactive last week. So it's kind of like, ah, maybe he was dropped. Maybe he's fooling right. around there. I'm sure it's somewhere around. Would you guess? Like, I'm going to go look at it, but I would imagine somewhere he's in, what, the 50% range probably. That sounds right. That sounds yeah, right. probably in half of leagues he's owned. And I think if you're a Carson owner, it's imperative you pay the premium because you could be looking at a timeshare or potentially a, a loss of job. Like they might just pull him if he fumbles again in a big spot. And that's unfortunate because I agree with Craig. I thought Carson should be the guy. I, I think Carson is their best chance to win football games. But Penny has looked better this season, certainly than he had last year. And Penny offers, I think, a little bit more out of the passing game, too. So regardless, I think once Penny's 100 percent healthy, you're going to see him back there. And um, maybe it was a miscalculation on Carroll because there were some reports that he could have played this week and they decided, now ah, we're going to rest you. We think we can beat Teddy Bridgewater at home. And it turns out they didn't. So I don't know if he's regretting that decision. Yeah. The problem is for me, I'm not in on Penny at all. I didn't think that he was a good pick when they took him. I didn't like him last year. I still oh, like him moving up year. to take him. I thought was nuts. I didn't get he, that he just all. was a system running back. I mean, you go back and look at historically running backs that have come out of, uh, of, of his college. They all rush for a lot of yards. They're all... Um, you know, that kind of uh, two-tail back, fullback system. And and a lot of them don't work out in the NFL, so I was just not in on him. And I was still not in on him now. Even if Carson loses the job and Penny gets it, I will not feel good about owning Penny. I'm going to hope to try and snag a backup quarterback, a backup running back, excuse me, somewhere else. Uh, this is an interesting story on third down here. The quarterback from the Houston Cougars, De'Eric King, who was in most spots the number one fantasy college football quarterback taken. In fact, when we did our draft uh, here on our show, John Lobb uh, with the number one overall pick, I believe, took him. He was the number one overall pick in all of fantasy. So uh, he has decided that after the poor start for his team, by the way, not poor start for him, the defense can't stop anybody. They had a huge lead last week that they blew. He's decided to redshirt, which caused a huge free, uh basically problem in Houston because all the fans think that he's redshirting because he wants to leave Houston. He's claiming that he's going to stay there, but they've already played three games. And then all of a sudden their wide receiver, Keith Corbin, decides, oh, well, if he is going to redshirt, then I'm going to redshirt too. Supposedly, this is a plan that the coaches and the staff have agreed to. So, Joe, Derek King, hypothetically, because the team is bad, strange, redshirts, and then is able to come back and play one more season when the team is actually better. But, of course, there are conspiracy theorists out there that are saying that at the end of the season, uh, Derek King will look at it and, for example, let's say Oklahoma or let's say Alabama or another team <laughs> decides that, you know, like <laughs> if he's the best they, quarterback in fantasy, you're going to put him in Alabama. Jeez. <laughs> and then he can leave again. But this this is a weird precedent being set. And I, we need to circle this one because I think in the future when a player decides, oh, this is not going to help my draft stock, I'm just going to bail. And, and I think that this could happen more often. Well, as we were talking before the show, this seems to be a relatively new rule uh, from 2018 that after uh, before four games, you can revert back and redshirt, I guess, and, and save your season, I guess, quote unquote, and they can save guys that, you know, maybe it's not the best year to go play and all these things. It, this is fascinating on so many levels because this is now, again, the, the athlete, whether it be student athlete or professional athlete, controlling their career. And the notion of back in the day of you play for your school, you play for your team and all these things, but 
And the reality is it's become such a big business and it's become a business for these kids when they're 10, 11, 12 years old, when they leave one Pop Warner football team to go play for another one because that's the better team and that's going to get them more opportunities to get seen, to go to the better prep high school, which is going to get them obviously more opportunity to go. I mean, this happened with the the quarterback from my high school, Arthur Sikowski, who was quarterback for Old Bridge High School, where I went to high school. A good friend of mine who I played ball with my whole life was the is the head coach still of uh, the high school football team now. And uh, he lost him to go play in some prep school in Miami because they didn't throw the ball enough. So he couldn't showcase himself enough. And when you know it now, he's back at Rutgers after <laughs> two years. Right. So I uh, know last year didn't go well for him. And this week, you know, he threw a touchdown, but he got punched in the face by his own teammate. So that was that was a fun little clip. But uh, to me, this is a very difficult situation because how do you say to these kids well don't you know well you shouldn't do that because of the team but really in the college is making money off you you're not making any money don't you have to put yourself in the best position to take care of your family and all the pressure and all the stuff that you have on you it's very difficult for me because i see this both ways how do you see this Craig? it's it sounds like free agency in college football that's what it sounds like you're right it does but but i think college football might have done this to themselves i don't think you should be allowed to redshirt in the season no, I, I've, I've never seen this it's before. It's a terrible but, rule, so and it's a new rule, and I think they're going to live to regret this rule. It would appear that way. It would appear that <laughs> way. Yeah, I mean, if, if well, we have to see if he transfers or not. I mean, that's the key. Um, if he transfers, then yes, the Pandora's box is wide open. If he ends up staying, we will delay this another year to see if a kid actually does transfer. Maybe there is something pre- worked out with the school. We, we just don't know, but I will say this. There's going to be every coach and every recruiter that's going to try to get this kid to leave. And, and I don't blame that wide receiver because he, he's completely attached to the quarterback. Yeah. You know, and I Houston mean, season's done, by the way. Houston season's yeah. done. Like all the bets that you had on there, win yeah. total, you bet under, you win. Like it's it. It's done. I mean, you win. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Bruce Springsteen turned 70 years old. This is our fourth down conversion here. Uh, I couldn't believe I saw this, that he's never had a number one hit. That was yeah. surprising, Joe. True. Uh, Bruce is, I, I'm a Bruce fan. Lived in New Jersey for most of my life. And uh, I got to see Bruce twice. So I'm once at City Field. Did not care for that show. It was the Rising Tour, and I'm not a fan of that album. But a couple of years ago, I got to see him play in Jersey in uh, the new MetLife Stadium, which is a trash stadium. But he played for four hours, and he played wow. the entire Born to Run album. Even though it was the River Tour, he's like, ah, screw it. I'm going to play Born to Run tonight. What do you think? And it was and start to finish, he played the whole Born to Run album. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever been to. God bless him, man. He's out there just kicking ass still. 70 years old. Good for you. You would have thought that uh, you know, Born to Run, Glory Days, one of these would be number one, but not so. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we're going to try and construct the perfect fantasy football team. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept, where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open up a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid point spreads game totals props parlays and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you are in control go to fandle.com slash grid open up your new account claim your free wager of up to five hundred dollars today 21 years or older new jersey only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER okay so what we thought would be a fun exercise would be creating a fantasy team uh for the rest of the season a perfect fantasy team like the guys that you would want at every position outside of kicker and defense because we're not gonna do that the rest of the way. And uh, and it, it was a relatively easy exercise, I thought, for me. I'm, I didn't really have to dig and do much research. There was really only one player on uh, my ultimate fantasy team that is not having a good season that I wanted for the upside. Everybody else, I think, was doing okay. So for the most part, Joe, I don't know that there would be much of an argument, but Patrick Mahomes is clearly the starting quarterback, and there's like isn't even a second. I guess if there was a second, it would be Lamar Jackson. But there's not like Mahomes no, it's Mahomes. It's, far up, far it's Mahomes, and you know, and you know what? It's it's just laughable. It's laughable that that people were trying to knock him down a peg somehow, as if somebody could come out do what he did last year. And number one, maybe it's not for real. Number two, in the style of what the NFL is, that he couldn't repeat it. It's just crazy. This is what the NFL is now, and it's and I'm not saying it's not fun to watch because I love it as much as I love watching the Bears play defense. I love watching Patrick Mahomes sling the ball around like a maniac. But he's absolutely the number one quarterback. And I think 
I think you can make the argument next year, depending on how things fall out there, that you can construct a team around him with an early pick. An earlier, like I think he was going around the you know end of the third, beginning of the fourth in most leagues, somewhere around there. And like, well, that's over. Yeah, I'll never go that late again. Yeah, I don't think he will either, but I don't necessarily think that's wrong. And maybe that's a big meta discussion for another day. Yeah, I would I would say that second round. Uh, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I would I would have to take him this time around. Like, even though I'm not, I'm a big weight on the quarterback guy, I would not. I, you know, and I play. You know me, I'm super Mr. Superflex, and I play a ton of those. And any league that he was available to me in the first round, I took him. And so far, that's looking pretty good. Yeah, like I'm I'm not lost in those leagues. Yep. Uh, uh, running back Christian McCaffrey has got to be the number one guy uh, for me. I don't I don't think, Joe, there's any debating that either. Right. Correct. We just no, not at all. Right. Not at okay. all. And another guy that people thought was an impossible repeat so far. Not looking so impossible, is it? No, not at all. Um, Dalvin Cook would be my uh, my running back, too. Do you have any disagreement with that? Uh, no, but. You know, I, don't, I still think Ezekiel Elliott's right there. I really do. And I, I know this last game against the Dolphins kind of, you know, is, is kind of a pass game in all those sense. In that first game, they, you know, held the reins back just a tad on him. I would still take Ezekiel Elliott over Dalvin Cook, especially with Cook's injury history. But right now, in terms of performance and three full games, you have to go with Cook by a hair. Okay, uh, yeah, Zeke is somebody that I could, I probably could have included in this. I did not have him on my uh, perfect fantasy team, and I own uh, Zeke. Yeah, but I don't think you're wrong. If we're talking like the first three weeks, I don't, I don't think that's the wrong answer. Cook's been brilliant, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, but you, you know, you listen. You have to have an opinion. Your opinion is you'd rather Zeke Zeke the rest of the way. That's I don't, I don't think there's that there's a strong. Oh, oh, if we're talking rest of the way, there's no. Yeah, it's like the perfect fantasy team from now to the end. Like that you would. Oh, then, then I will, then I will take Dalvin Cook and knock him down a peg out of RB two, and I'll be happy to have Ezekiel Elliott with McCaffrey. That sounds great. (laughs) Uh, Julio Jones. I, I don't know how. I mean, this guy is just, I mean, amazing. Like, I mean, I, I, I wish I would have taken him in every fantasy league, of course. I mean, he's, I, I don't know, even though that there's a debate at this point. You can um, try no, and find I mean, the receiver. I mean, you can debate about who's number one, maybe, but, but Jones has to be two. I mean, he's got to be one of the top two guys. Yeah, well, especially because there was a very strong narrative coming into this year about Devontae Adams being better than Hopkins or Julio from a perspective of a lot of the fantasy analyst community out there. And part of it was based in the consistency, which I get, which I think is a very valid argument. My counter argument to that in the black book was, okay, what, what is the Packers offense now and how much can rely on the games that it's great that he has a weekly floor. That's so strong, but where are those guys that are going to win you six games on their own? And I feel like Hopkins was that guy. And I felt like Julio was that guy. And to me, they were right there ahead of Adams in in all of my drafts were in terms of draft board and rankings, but even in terms of RPV, because football is a very unique animal. It's it's yeah, you know, sometimes the floor kind of sucks on certain players, but man, can this guy win you a week and Julio can win you a week. DeAndre Hopkins can win you a week. I think Adams that upside's limited now the rest of the season because of what the Packers offense has evolved or maybe even devolved into. We'll see if it changes this week. Again, more coach speak. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I still think Adams is is up there. It's just that um, I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Jones and Hopkins is the one guy I would say that's underperforming to this point that I have in my rest of the season team because I, I do think Joe eventually it will it will start clicking. I'm not really all that concerned with him, right? No, it, it'll be there. It, it'll be fine, but it might not be as good as Hopkins and I'm sorry, you said Hopkins or Adams? I apologize. Hopkins, Hopkins. Oh no, Hopkins will be fine. That 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 contest with him and Jalen Ramsey you got to write that one off and I think this was a fluke too look teams are, are doing everything they can to stop DeAndre Hopkins but not every team has the personnel to do that 
And you just go back and look at that first game against New Orleans. They, they didn't have the personnel to do it. And they've got some pretty respectable corners in terms of grades on PFF. So uh, I would not be worried whatsoever about him. And I think the third guy on this list has to be Keenan Allen. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that most leagues you start three wide receivers and a flex, right? I mean, is yes, that- most of them you do. Mm hmm. Two running backs, three two, three, and, and a flex. I don't have a league where that isn't the base. Usually there's more flex in some of the ones I play, but your standard nowadays, for the most part, in a 12-team league, and in fact, it's probably the default setup in most leagues, even in ESPN, is going to be the quarterback, the two running backs, three wides, a flex, and a tight end. Yeah, I don't play in any of those. So Really? That's nope. that's pretty much the standard nowadays in terms of whether whatever the scoring is, that's pretty much what you're playing in for the most part, unless your commissioner tweaks it. Well, yeah, no, I I play with two running backs, two wide receivers and a flex. And that makes things so much different from an RPV standpoint when you only have the two wide receivers, especially in a full point PPR, because you can really juggle those wide receivers with matchups and just really attack running back. That's a kind of format where you could go Mahomes in the first round <laughs> without a doubt, because you can make up ground later in wide receiver and just play matchups and be right when well, you play weak corners, yeah. almost play like DFS kind of thing, you know, just move the guys back and forth. Well, uh, yeah, no, I still would not put Keenan Allen anyway in there as my third wide receiver. And and I would love to have had Michael Thomas in there because I truly believed he would have been one of the top guys. But I can't do that anymore either. Um, I'd have to think I'd have to think about that, who the third wide receiver would be. Um, but yeah, no. Well, Mari Cooper good. has been very good. You could throw him in there. Nah, nah. I'm missing someone. I think. No, no, in terms of fantasy points, Keenan Allen is. Yeah, but I'd be few. afraid he's going to get hurt. He gets hurt every year. I, that, oh, I that's fair. Be. Rest of season, that's different. Rest of season, I'll still go with Devontae Adams. But I mean, I certainly understand people's upsetness with that. And I may I, go I think Evans on Tampa. That's that's the direction I would go for the third guy. For the rest of the year, I'm yeah, fine with that. I'm do. a giant Mike Evans guy, so that's that that works for me. I think it's more fun to kind of flip this on its ear a little bit and see what the most disappointing fantasy team from all the early round picks oh, would be so easy. far. Uh, but by the way, my flex would be Camara. I would pick oh, over, uh, my, over Elliot, and I'd pick uh, Kelsey as tight end the rest of the season. I, I don't really care what his numbers are, really. I'm not concerned at all with him, and I would not. I mean, tight end is that one position that I do not get caught up in the first couple of weeks of a season. It's the easiest position to for uh, defensive coordinators to look at the film and change their opinion and change and, and basically take guys out of the game. So I'm, I'm going to keep uh, Kelsey there and Gronk would be my two. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, the worst team so far in fantasy. Uh, I see that you've, you've have some listed here. Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Um, yeah, I would say him cousins. I would put also there too. I would yeah. I'm trying to think disappointing cousins. in terms of ADP. Like, uh, that's, that's where my head's at. Yeah. Like, Mayfield so far was very where high. you drafted yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Mayfield and was reached very high. by a lot of people. People reached for him thinking he was going to get to that elite tier. Whereas the problem with cousins is I don't think anybody was reaching for Kirk cousins going, yeah, that dude's going to be elite this year. <laughs> like, I don't think that right. happened at all. Running back. Um, Who's done that? Well, David Johnson's keeps scoring, but man, that's going to dry up, I think. But uh, for now, I guess he's okay. But uh, Gurley, I guess, is in the conversation so far. He's Damian done Williams. Oh, Damian Williams. Yes, he, that's a big, big one. Yeah, yep, he, could, so, he could be the biggest bust of all. So, so on the list here, I've got Gurley. I've got Damian Williams here on the sheet. And then uh, to me, I think that so far, I'm and not, look, I'm on the I'm on the Gurley side. So I'm, I'm not without fault here. I got him in everywhere. I'm, I'm still hoping for the best. But you're in a, a hold and wait and see kind of pattern with Gurley. But Williams has been even more disappointing. I think we can all agree on that. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I, you know what? I forgot. Antonio Brown is the biggest bust of all, and it's not close. Yeah. But AB um, uh, Adams. Uh, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Does oh, Adams have, have a, to does Adams have a touchdown? 
Uh, I'm going to, you know, it's funny. I'm, uh, I got to look at that right now, but in terms yeah. of points, I'm going to tell you the guys that he's near and it's going to freak you out, but it's got to be a B and it's got to be him. And, uh, who's the third one I put down there? Diggs. Yeah. How is it not Stefan Diggs? In no, terms yeah. of, no, I going mean, going forward too. It's a problem. Big problem. Uh, Devonte Adams so far has zero touchdowns, 15 catches for one ninety eight. Yeah, so Deshaun Jackson has more points than him. Josh Gordon has more points than him. Mecole Hardman has the same amount of points as him. Uh, yeah, so no, Cole Beasley has outscored uh, Devonte Adams so far this year. And Cole Beasley only has, uh, doesn't have a touchdown either. So in full point PPR, that's just something to be aware of. <laughs> like that's where we're at. So, and then uh, Montgomery would be a flex option. Uh, Carson would be a flex option. Um, and then tight end. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were in on OJ Howard, I guess he's a bust, but I don't know. Like I just, I it's between him and Kittle for me, but I haven't quite given up on Kittle the rest of the year yet. No, not at all. Whereas no. Howard now after last week against the giants, now I'm just concerned that they don't care about him in the offense, no matter what, like they're just look like it. <laughs> that's the problem. Last week was the perfect storm of the right defense coming in at the right time in order to really expose the talent of OJ Howard and they did it didn't happen now granted the, their defense stinks the Giants so Mike Evans had himself a month in one game but doesn't make it less disappointing that uh, but, you know it's funny oh, which reminds me by the way for the uh, rest of the season fantasy team a very close second at tight end I don't know why I slipped by me but Ingram has to be up there very very high oh you're right and I'll tell you what I'll take a hit on that one I did not see that coming and now that Jones is there th- that's going to be even better potentially Monster. Yeah, yeah he up. really is. If you had to rank them right now, where would you? I put may take him one. Yeah, I may take him one overall. I forgot Over about Kelsey. Him. Wow, maybe so. He's wow. but, but you know after the catch, it's kind of tough to stop too. Can you still do that even with Patrick Mahomes a quarterback though? With Kelsey, it's, it's very. Let's just say it's close, and it, it, I could go either way. All right, uh, we got to take a quick now. We got our Florida Man segment coming up next. Some funny Florida Man stories are on deck. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. Takashi says that Mr. Met is also uh, a member of the Bloods. Oh, no, wait, no, it's just a photo op cut short. And I've got a soft spot for, like, dogs, cats, and mascots. Who doesn't like a mascot shot? I love mascots. Uh, I love mascots. The Philly Fanatic. Gritty. I love Gritty. Gritty looks like Cam. It really does. Like, drunk Cam. Except the Flyers should spend more time on their team and less time on Gritty. Like, it's basically like they became the Gritty Flyers. (laughs) Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. Oh yeah, it's that time of the week. It is a Tuesday and wild things are happening, of course, all over the state of Florida. It is time for our Florida Man segment here on Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, we got three stories to bring you today. And uh, you guys can check these out, by the way, online for sure. Let me give you the first one, Joe. Uh, a Florida man who lives in Newport Ritchie uh, gave a very big smile in a mugshot. You guys got to check this out online if you have the chance. Uh, he got his fifth felony DUI. Now, how does that even happen? I don't know, but here's the story. <laughs> he got this Friday after his fifth DUI arrest. Pasco County Sheriff's deputies arrested. Uh, I'm going to give his name on this one. Uh, Gordon Orman, 56, <laughs> after he violated multiple traffic laws. And they said that he was at the red light of an intersection of intersect an intersection. Excuse me. Driving 50 miles an hour. Deputies used their lights. They pulled him over. He was driving erratic. And uh, then he sped up to 35 miles an hour to in an attempt to elude deputies. He did not. He was charged with his 12th driving with a suspended license offense 12 times. Wow. And his fifth felony DUI. How does this guy keep getting out of jail, Joe? I don't get it. I I don't understand either. I'm starting to think the most active job one can have in the United States is local reporter in Florida. You know, like if you could you just imagine like the stuff that like people call you up with and you got to go investigate it and go check it out. Like that is just amazing. Like your local patch reporter in Florida. This just and his smile is amazing. This was the same smile that I had on my face in the flex draft when Mahomes made it to me in the second round. And after I took Hopkins one, this is the same exact look I had on my face. But you're right. How the hell does how the hell do you keep this man out there? And I don't he's get not it. Like, a terror to society why is he not behind bars i don't know some questions have, have to be asked about this florida man. let me tell you whoever his lawyer is craig mish you need to find you live in That's florida true. you need to get this man's lawyer he is the best lawyer ever i don't know if it's jimmy smith's i don't know who it is it's some great lawyer but you need to get this you need to hire this man newport richie all right look into it 
<laughs> All right, uh, deputies in Pasco County, this is story number two, say a serial flasher in Florida had quite the explanation for his alleged actions when he was taken into custody this week. Uh, his name is Robert. He was arrested in Wesley Chapel. Not really sure where that is. Somewhere in western Florida, I guess. After deputies say women spotted him exposing himself and uh, and pleasing himself in different stores in the area, a 69-year-old man was arrested on a warrant for indecent, indecent exposure. And according to deputies, this happened in a Target. Uh, they they got him in the parking lot. <laughs> And when they uh, when he was asked about the incident, the deputies say that he told them, I'm just an a-hole. What can I say? And they arrested the guy. And that was it. Good explanation that if you get arrested, you just say I'm an a-hole. And that's the end of it. Now, this picture, uh, what I would like to do is I would like to flip flop stories. Can we take the picture of the last guy? That's a good point. The big, and can we put that into this story? Of like, hey, I'm just an a-hole. I'm just flashing everybody. Woo! Because he kind of has like this, this crazed Ric Flair look on his eyes. It's the only way I can express it. Whereas this guy, this is the guy that lost like the picture. This is the guy that lost Saquon Barkley in his draft right now. Like he's just yeah. he's just miserable. He's he's looking at like he's just not a happy camper there. He's rocking this, he's rocking this polo shirt with all the different uh, colors in it it's uh he's just he just hates life but this is the same county correct did i did i pick up on that correctly? it could have been it could have been yeah this is I, like, I this you is said like Pasco tampa. county okay yeah, yeah Ta- tampa like a, man it's crazy up there man yeah that's yeah the west coast of florida is like uh a weird weird spot uh, all i know is i think we need to reevaluate the number of electoral votes that florida gets can we can we slice this in half? Because I feel like they should not have nearly as big of an impact on the rest of the country with these. Stories. I know it feels like they do. <laughs> All right. The final story. This happened like 10 minutes from me. So this is a good one. Uh, oh, Flo- my goodness. Yeah, this is close to me. Florida police investigating after an adult man was caught on camera punching a teenage girl on the head during a brawl at a basketball game last week. A massive fight broke out last Wednesday at Washington Park Community Center and Pembroke Road in Hollywood. This is, I live in Hollywood, so this is, you know, very close to me in 15 minutes. A uh, 17-year-old victim, a senior at Miramar High School, was playing in a heated game against Plantation High School, uh, American Heritage, which is very close to where my kids go to school. In footage from the chaos, a teenager wearing a blue uniform is seen being grabbed in the hair and knocked to the floor in the middle of the court as several adults rush into the frame. And the quote is, all of a sudden from behind me, this big guy who I've never seen before, he grabbed me in the head, he cocks his arm all the way back, and he hits me, the student told uh, TV station WPLG, noting that she blacked out from the full force of the punch, which seemingly came from a parent who attended. Uh, Law enforcement officials from Hollywood say the man in the cell phone footage has been identified, but they're still looking into it. And the man had already left the scene when Hollywood police responded. And so this happened, uh, Joe, at a basketball game. You never expect your kid to get punched, let alone on the court. And so I'm guessing no, once they no. find this guy, uh, it's going to be big trouble for him. And and yeah, a Florida story, which is very close to me. Yeah, a very and, rare. And I'm watching. I'm watching the video because there's a YouTube clip of it. Because of course, there's a YouTube clip, in it, and there it right. is. There's the guy who is probably I don't know a good. He's a big. This looks like a big dude from. I'm like that guy's two thirty easy. This guy is six foot two thirty, big dude, and just wraps this kid, this girl, teenage girl, girl. right? Like yeah. pulls her by the hair, and he just basically gives her the forearm shiver. And I mean, what? Where are we right now? 
what what is going on? You know, I, I just yesterday I read a piece, and maybe you can attest to this too now because you're a little league dad that it's getting harder and harder and more people are leaving refereeing and coaching and all these other things because of these insane parents. And these parents have just gotten out of control with these games and stuff like that. Now, maybe it's always been the case. Maybe, you know, it's just getting worse now over the years because everything can be filmed and all this stuff and people see all this stuff. But sure. yeah. it's, it's a real problem that you're losing really quality individuals who love sports, who want to referee games or pick up extra money for their families. Or I remember a lot of the kids, you know, who were, like seniors in high school when I was like a freshman and sophomore, they would be the the umpires of our Little League games, and they would do the best job they could, and it's the freaking Little League. But, you know, they were out there to make some extra money, you know, so they could, you know, go and, you know, go out on to the movies on a Friday night, and they were just there trying to pick up some extra cash. Do you see this already, like where you live in Florida? Not yet, with thankfully. Okay. No, because, again, now again, I, um, I see the competitive nature in my daughter's um, – plays and when she's performing the parents like they didn't get the right uh pl- the spot or they didn't get the right role like i've seen that but nothing crazy and oh then also God. remember my son is is young he's still seven and last year i did not see any of that i you know i saw some a little bit of it but not you know very small percentage now this year i may end up seeing more because he's moved up in little league to eight and under and i can already tell that the parents are a lot more competitive some of them are on travel teams and again my son, I'm doing this while I do think that he's uh, making progress and he's certainly playing well. I'm doing this more for bonding and, uh, you know, character right. building. Like I want him to be exercise. Uh, yeah, I want him to be pushed around a little, you know, see how it is to play with kids who, you know, I mean, remember uh, in, in the little league that I'm in, he's seven and you can be seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half and turn nine. So he is one of the youngest kids. Right. on the team and then in a well, year he'll be one of the yeah. best but right now i was in that same i was in that same boat as a kid because of where my birthday was so i right. was that That's kid it. and i could tell you it made me better quicker without yeah. a doubt i was yeah. pretty good but it made me much better quicker and there's a thing you're always striving to be you know to keep up with those kids who are in that the other end of that spectrum so i can attest to that but it's well these parents are nuts i mean you could literally open that story is true you can open the phone book and then not find a major league baseball player like it's just it's just not gonna be what it is what parents think it is like all, know, and, the, and the amount of kids who get scholarships for sports and i was a kid who had that opportunity and i got a scholarship for theater too and i took that one because it was more i i don't understand where these parents heads are at it's so hard to get these things in this day and age let these kids be kids let them have some fun let them play the games let them love a game all these kids all these kids get burned out by the time they get to high school and most nba players most of them don't come to basketball until they are in high school they are not these kids playing at 11 12 13 years old these aau teams they are these kids who pick up a basketball when they're 15 years old and hit a growth spurt of a foot and all of a sudden just pick up the game and they're not burned out of it it is absolutely a fact and the statistics show it yet these parents are insane because they think their kids are can do no wrong and they think that you know er, that somehow they're all going to be you know superstars and professional athletes but it's not the case Craig you know that right right well I think that's the difference you and I follow sports very closely and 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 especially me covering the game every day like there's no delusion that my son is ever going to be playing major league baseball but these these people don't see that and they don't have that kind of access, and they're living in this dream world of watching the games on TV, and they don't get it. And no. I do, and I don't, you know, like, 
it would be a, for my son to even get to high school would be a huge accomplishment. And that's the way that I look at it. I, I obviously have my uh, expectations tempered. I want him to believe that he can achieve, but I'm not making any mistakes about it. And these, these kids that are even on my team, I mean, who knows? Like, I, I mean, do I see a kid who, that we're coaching right now that could end up getting to another level? Sure. But it's, it, there's so many great things has to happen before that happens. And so, uh, I don't I don't make any delusional comments. And when the parents are crazy, if they are, and I haven't seen it yet this year, but we'll see. I mean, we haven't started games yet. We're no, practicing, so. you know, the best team I ever played on as a kid, I was 12 years old and we made it through like, you know, districts and stuff like that. It was coached by two guys who were like 18 and 19 years old and no coaches, sons, no, no BS. We had the best time. Everybody just earned their at bats, earned their spots. You hustled, you played good, you did all the things you're supposed to do, and there it was. And the other best experience I ever had playing youth baseball was in Williamsport in the Camp League, which is, again, coached by a bunch of guys who played uh, college, who were college baseball players who came in there, and everybody started fresh, nobody knew who anybody was, and you went out there and you earned your spot and you earned your playing time in the games. And if you practice hard, then it showed up in, in your playing time. And it's it's amazing how great that environment is and amazing how all the kids came together as teams. It's a brilliant thing. And it's it's sadly going away in a lot of youth sports. And it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, speaking of baseball, real quick, Joe, uh, this came this story came out yesterday. Ned Yost is retiring from the yeah. Kansas City Royals. Uh, look, I mean, he ended up having a losing record with them, but the bottom line is that he got them to two World Series and ended up winning one in that one against the Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say he he will leave a pretty solid legacy in Kansas City, right? Like, like did a really, even though the last yeah. couple of years have been brutal, like a really good job overall. Yeah, I mean, not his fault that they can't afford to keep anybody or or refuse to, depending on how you look at it. But I look at Ned Yost as a guy that I remember as a player as a kid, and I know he coached a lot in a lot of different places. And then he had this great run there in Kansas City, and he's a baseball lifer. And I think he's one of these just great baseball dudes that you can go back and hang your hat on and say, look at that guy, man. He had a career in the game, which I think is great, which I think is a guy that probably played the game his whole life got out of major league baseball, you know, had a passion for the game and was willing to go coach in the minor leagues and do all these things. And, and eventually worked his way up into the major league level and, you know, has got a, has got a ring after all said and done. And he did everything he possibly could. And I think he did a great job with those teams. They beat my Mets. That's for sure. So, you know, congratulations. And I hope he enjoys retirement wherever he goes. We'll take a quick time out on fantasy sports today. Coming up next, it's the best of the first hour. And then we come back for hour number two with some week four storylines, some buy low, sell high. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish will be right back. Don't go away.
this is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Dalvin Cook would be my uh, my running back, too. Do you have any disagreement with that? Uh, no, but, you know, I, I still think Ezekiel Elliott's right there. I really do. And I, I know this last game against the Dolphins kind of, you know, is, is kind of a pass game in all those sense. In that first game, they you know, held the reins back just a tad on him. I would still take Ezekiel Elliott over Dalvin Cook, especially with Cook's injury history. But right now, in terms of performance and three full games, you have to go with Cook by a hair. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, Zeke is somebody that I could, I probably could have included in this. I did not have him on my uh, perfect fantasy team, and I own uh, Zeke. Yeah, but I don't think you're wrong. If we're talking like the first three weeks, I don't, I don't think that's the wrong answer. Cook's been brilliant, you know. Nothing yeah, I mean, different. listen, I mean, but you, you, you know, you listen. You have to have an opinion. Your opinion is you'd rather sure. have Zeke, Zeke the rest of the way. And that's I don't, I don't think there's that there's a strong. Oh, I, oh, if we're talking rest of the way, there's no. Yeah, doubt it's like I'd the perfect fantasy team from now to the end. Like that you would. Oh, then I, then I will then I will take Dalvin Cook and knock him down a peg out of RB two, and I'll be happy to have Ezekiel Elliott with McCaffrey. That sounds great. Okay. <laughs> uh, Julio Jones, I, I don't know how. I mean, this guy is just, I mean, amazing. Like, I mean, I, I, I wish I would have taken him in every fantasy league, of course. I mean, he's, I, I don't know, even know that there's a debate at this point. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today. <laughs> 